Greetings, magnificent souls, to the Attract Health, Build Wealth podcast, where we have open and honest discussions about ourselves. This is a place where we break down, break away, and break through codependency, allowing ourselves to attract health, build wealth, and live a peaceful life. We are tired of being sick and tired. We are tired, but we are not giving up. We know that there is something magnificent inside of us. And because we are fighting daily, hourly, and by the minute, fighting ourselves, our kids, our spouses, we have to do things differently. We have to break the cycle. We don't have a million chances. We have to be happy now. We have to find a way. So how do we do that? How is that possible? If you look around at what society is telling you, they tell you that what we're doing is impossible. Yet it's happening every single day. And it's happening through the practice and the love that we call awakening the magnificent soul. We are all magnificent souls, and these are our stories of healing. Today in episode 46, I am closing out on the last couple of episodes of the Control series, and I wanted to discuss feelings today. Our feelings, others' feelings, and how maybe how you might not even feel like you have any feelings. And seeing how and if it ties into the theme of control. But before we get into the discussion, don't forget to let me know your thoughts about this episode, any feedback you have, or anything you'd like me to cover on future podcasts at epiphanyvault.com. Remember, you can share anonymously. It is a safe place, and I would welcome the discussion. And thank you so much to Matthew, who wrote in to the Epiphany Vault, and he did give me permission to share with you all, so this is what he wrote. He writes, I have shame, like in episode 39. You've mentioned family issues and yourself, how you feel for others. Well, I have plenty of information to talk about and would love to start podcasts and take comments from anyone. It's all about change, growth, economics, faith. Matthew, thank you so much, Magnificent Soul, again for listening and for writing in. And it really fuels me uh, to keep going and to keep talking about this when I hear from uh, my listeners out there. And I'm with you on that. I say go for talking about it. Start a podcast. I can tell you one million percent that when I knew that I needed to change and when I almost died, I worked and I worked and I worked and I worked. And then after my awakening, my eyes were so open and I looked at the mountain that I had just climbed and I conquered and I could not and I still cannot stop thinking or talking about it. And then I realized that that was my life purpose, is to communicate all of those things that I was feeling and thinking about. And I'm not sure if that's how you feel, but that is completely how I feel. And my struggle was so deep and so hard that the way that I feel now, the feeling of peace, there's really no going back all the way. So do it. I'm here for you and for that, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say. And thanks again, Matthew, for writing in and for listening. And I would like to invite you, Matthew, and all of the listeners out there to join me in the Magnificent Souls Facebook community, where I am going live every Thursday evening at 9 p.m. Pacific time to chat 
Uh, I can address questions or we can just hang out for a bit and I will link it up in the show notes and see you then. And today I wanted to discuss feelings. I have been interviewing quite a few people for the podcast, which you'll see coming up in the next couple months. And I always ask them the same opening question, which is, what do you know about codependency and or how has it touched your life? I've been finding it really interesting that most of the explanations and the definitions and the stories that people have and associate with codependency have to do with feelings. Like I hear a lot, I hear needing someone to need me, which I guess is codependency easily explained, but for some reason that just, I don't know, it just doesn't sit very well with me. Um, Maybe because that paradigm, it just seems so simple and so textbook. And I know if you've been listening here a lot, I don't think codependency is textbook. I think it, at its core, I think that we do all harbor fear and shame and guilt and insecurity, but I think that we all manifest that in different ways. It's kind of a weird paradox because I know that a lot of you out there listening share a similar story to mine, which explains why so many people are writing in to the Epiphany Vault. But for me, the definition of wanting you to want me, just, I don't know, it just doesn't do it for me for some reason and that's why I kind of branched out on my own with the way that I define it which is a complete break from oneself I don't know I'm kind of rambling but the topic today is about feelings and I have questions (laughs) do we absorb others feelings do we have feelings ourselves do we feel our feelings are these things that we can control consciously or maybe subconsciously And I'm going to try to hash these out from my experience with codependency and see, um, I'm interested to see what you can relate to and let me know if anything comes up for you. So do we absorb others' feelings? Absolutely. Walking on eggshells is a perfect example of that. Definitely yes. Because we have no boundaries, we don't know when the self ends and when the self begins. So yes, I think that we can easily absorb others' feelings. Sometimes it's so easy for us. We don't even know that we're doing it. And because I've become hyper aware of my tendencies to absorb now, sometimes I can literally sense negativity in my environment. Let's say at work, for example, I can feel that negativity through my body and my pores. And I think this is all kind of wrapped up in one big big old ball of control because sometimes we might think that if we take on the feelings of someone else, something will happen. With control, we are always looking for something in return, whether we know it or not. So if I do this one thing, he or she will like me. If I do this one thing, he or she won't feel so bad anymore. If I do this, this one thing, this or that will get better. If I tiptoe around the house, I won't make him mad. I got really good at tiptoeing. I got so good at tiptoeing and taking on the feelings of others that I lost myself. I lost myself for a long, long time. And this is a weird thing that I'm experiencing right now as I try to look back on who I was. Sometimes I wonder, did I, did I have feelings? I personally think that my personal development was stunted. I think that a majority of the feelings I had were the feelings I was quote unquote supposed to have, if that makes any sense at all. 
most of the time that feeling was happy. I learned how to be happy even when I wasn't. And I think that stunted my emotional growth because I wasn't nurtured into feeling and expressing my true feelings. And I'm trying to remember when, when I was happy and normally it had to do with someone else or an achievement that I made professionally or in sports. And I'm not saying that my life was one big farce, but what I am saying is that by absorbing others' feelings and by inserting others' goals as my goals, my life was steered in one direction. And I don't, none of this was conscious. I didn't think at the time, oh, he's feeling mad, so maybe I should absorb that negative energy to try to make him feel a bit better. This was an unconscious reaction. The want to make him feel better was an unconscious reaction. And I didn't know any better. I didn't know how to hold my space because my walls were so thin. Enmeshment, and that's the word. Now, if someone now, presently, if someone that I'm close to is angry, I let them be angry and know that their anger has nothing to do with me. I can hold my own space while offering support, but now that does not include feeling bad because someone else feels bad. Something else that I feel is interesting about feelings is I got to such a deep place of unhappiness and despair that I really just felt numb and out of touch with myself, hence my definition of codependency. And I think this happened at a young age and only got worse as I got older. And that young coping skill moved with me through adulthood and it didn't serve me well. But looking back, I'm not even sure I was connected to my feelings at all, which makes sense now, which is why I felt so numb when I was in such a deep depression. And some interesting stuff that I've been studying recently is the body's response to trauma, like deep depression. And we've talked about fight or flight here on the podcast, but I don't think that I've spent much time on shutdown. And I definitely will in a future episode, but essentially that's what I was doing. I was in such a bad place, such a hard way that I lost feeling and I felt numb. And that was my way of coping. Although not consciously, you know, I didn't know it, that I was doing it, but that was the way that I responded to trauma. I love talking about stuff like this because it is always so eye-opening to me when I can connect the dots. I also heard people say that codependency is the disease of control. Definitely dis-ease. But I do think that control, whether we know it or not, fits prominently in why we act the way that we do. And that's all I have for today, Magnificent Souls. And until next time, living in loving.